0: Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doing Podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York. And I'll have some improv news in the plugs because it's about fucking time. But it's a good day. We're hot as hell. Chelsea's continuing her little uh, hiatus. Uh, But I saw her yesterday, spoke to her yesterday. She'll be back on the show soon and we love her and uh hope that life calms the fuck down for uh our dear chelsea but that's okay because we got a wonderful guest host he's back on the show uh you've heard him previously as a uh, beer drinking texas rattlesnake but today he's just a podcaster improviser and all around good guy ro Rovito how you doing ro
1: hey i'm doing all right rick how you doing
0: um feeling good i've been working a lot uh mostly on a boat and i've come to discover i do not have sea legs Mm. Uh, i have abandoned any uh dreams of piracy or living on the (laughs) high seas uh i almost passed out on a yacht that's not fun uh not only because it's the first time i've almost fainted in my life but also, like, my rational brain is kicking in. Like, of course, the room is moving, right? You're on a boat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't recommend that as a, as a way to spend uh, a morning or, or an evening. But, you know, I'll stop planning when the check shows about an up. about in afternoon. Uh, afternoon? <laughs> I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out. in here. <laughs> dur- I don't want to find out during the brunching hour. No, nah, no, nah, we're good. Uh, will I be back there tomorrow? Like, uh, we'll find out. And, uh, and then stories uh, will be more in depth because I signed paperwork and uh, probably shouldn't talk about what I was working on on a podcast uh, until that project sees the light of the day. But uh, I've talked to friends about it off mic and they're kind of amused. Nice. But uh, seafaring and, and, and land loving is not the topic. Uh, at, at, at Roe's suggestion uh, he suggests let's talk about superior sequels so um, to our long time listeners you're probably going to hear me get repetitive because uh, my, my opinions and theories um, there's some longevity to them I still feel the same way about a lot of things but <laughs> you know, Ro uh, if he disagrees by all means call me out on my shit and I appreciate that uh, I so so, let you so know. So what what made you uh, think of this idea of sequels that are are better than the originals? Because um, to some people they're few and far between, and to other people it's like, no, nah, I just like this one better.
1: I think they are pretty few and far between, but I've actually like part of it was just because, like, uh, I mean, the the two that I'm bringing to the table, I think, are pretty controversial ones. Um, right on, right on. Yeah um uh you know it's like um it's such an interesting thing right it's like do you want more of the same or do you want to do a new or do you want a new thing like you know what what has to be retained from the original for you to like you know feel like uh it's still you know within the same uh, franchise i guess uh but you know has all the things that you enjoy um yeah, and it's, uh, it's it's I I feel like you know more often than not um, uh, franchises fail in that regard. Um,
0: this is true. Sometimes uh, you push it too far, too frequently, and then when it stops being profitable, the plug gets pulled. Looking in your direction, huh? quite literally <laughs> as my DVDs are to my right, uh, and I'm seeing them because I'm a completist. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I've I have only seen the first saw because I good. did You're not good. enjoy it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, that's as far as you need to go. That's as far as probably Lionsgate should have gone. And um, admittedly, as a long in the tooth motherfucker who uh, disliked the new kids on the block when they first popped up on the scene, uh, this was sometime around 1872 if my memory serves and um uh hating them but finally getting to see donnie Wahlberg get his head crushed in the fourth saw film (laughs) there was a certain amount of satisfaction to that because you know (laughs) i don't wish harm on the man in life but if i can see somebody that i don't particularly enjoy get killed in a horror movie then everybody's going home happy they got (laughs) a check and i got to see them die (laughs)
1: Uh. I, uh, yeah, I particularly enjoyed um, Donnie Wahlberg's death in um, Dreamcatcher.
0: I haven't seen that one in a while because that movie was fucking weird and he was it's an alien.
1: Absolutely terrible! <laughs> what a colossal piece of crap! Um,
0: That's what happens if- when you write a, a novel on massive amounts of painkillers. Yeah. All right. So I would
1: also contend that even sober Stephen King isn't that great of an author. But that's 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 a conversation for another time.
0: (laughs) We might we might have to get into that on a future episode. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna save that. We're gonna table that for now. So so what what's your first superior sequel that you want to tell me about? Um, hmm, which one do I want to talk about first? You want
1: to flip a coin i'm trying to think if i want to talk about the more controversial one first or the less controversial well one let's
0: first. say the more controversial one for later okay. we, we, we need a big rock ending in my opinion
1: okay all right well so then the first one is um i haven't seen the newest one mm-hmm. so uh i have to reserve judgment on that but uh as far as i'm concerned scream four is the best Scream.
0: Okay, okay, okay. We've talked about Scream on this podcast before. Uh, we're going to get into it again. So yeah, tell me why, <laughs> why do you feel this way?
1: Um, I like. I think it's the best paced. It's the probably the best acted. I like. I you know. I th- I think all of those kids like you know, like, Hayden Panettiere uh the Emma is it Emma Roberts. Is Emma the Roberts? One? Yeah, yeah. Like I, they, I think like they do a great job. Uh, like I know you know people kind of think like. Um, you know her, her motivations are kind of corny, but I would like for the time I was like it, it makes it it's it's a good satire, it makes sense. Like this this kid wants you know uh fame and recognition and like you know not living in um uh her was, how they how is she related to her? is it their, their cousins? cousins? Yes, yeah, she, cousins uh, her, and so.
0: Emma Roberts character is cousin to Sydney Prescott, and and that's what kicks off the vengeance. Um, I didn't want to watch screen porn. It took me a long time to watch it. Uh, And then we did a tutorial episode after I watched it uh, at Chelsea's uh, Insistence. Um, And I was delightfully surprised. Of course, I loved Hayden Panettiere as Kirby. Uh, uh, As you can tell, I I like women. uh, I could could put a period at the end right there. But I like women that know their shit about nerd things that i also like like all right yeah you're a bad motherfucker you can take me to school on things um and i looking back at the time it's not too surprising that some people will act a fool uh and do horrendous things to kind of sort of be pop star mm. for a day um i'm going to respectfully disagree because we haven't seen uh the latest scream yeah uh, Definitely nostalgic on my part. Um, definitely hit all the right spots. Uh, upon seeing Scream 4, while I enjoyed it. They didn't have a lot of weight for me, and I talked about it on a tutorial episode, because you got your big three of uh, Sydney, Gale, and Dewey, and they all came out alive. So I, I think if you really wanted to push the envelope and show that the stakes are are mm-hmm. high... One of them has to get got, yeah.
1: um,
0: and the new one uh, definitely yeah. also hits that nostalgic place. There's a character named Wes uh, as a tribute <laughs> to the late Wes Craven. Okay. So it felt it felt good, and and it felt like coming home and seeing familiar friends. And I'd be very curious to hear your opinion. Uh, yeah, when you watch you,
1: it. I haven't watched it yet because just from watching the trailer, like, do you do you? Are, are we cool with, like, talking about spoilers?
0: Oh, we already uh, we already uh, did an episode on Scream 5. Uh, oh, okay. We did an improvised review, and then we talked about it. Oh, nice. And okay. uh, we spoiled the shit out of it. And it's been out a while, and I'd like to think our listeners would have watched it by now. And I also yeah. believe that a uh, spoiler uh, doesn't stop anybody from watching a movie. Um, Chelsea, yeah. let me know, Emma Roberts was one of the killer's in scream four before i even saw it so i'm like oh wow. really yeah so i'm like okay fine let's just find out her motivation um another interesting thing in watching re-watching all the scream movies uh there's the internet theory that uh Stu and billy were lovers and the last time i watched the original i'm watching it through that lens and especially towards the end when they're kind of mocking uh sydney and mm. matthew lillard is like kind of spooning Skeet Ulrich. I'm like, there's a part of me that just wanted Matthew Willis to like lean forward and kiss the back of Skeet Ulrich's neck. <laughs> yeah. confer- I'm like, that would have just been a nice touch, <laughs> in my opinion.
1: Uh, I'd be worried that back then though, when it came out, it would, it would be like a, like um, like demonizing gay people. Would people like would have lost their shit, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes it would. Like, but- like, you know, be like a lot of um uh protest from like Glad and stuff for sure. It's <laughs> definitely. Like like, yeah, I don't I'm not sure what else to take from this other than that. but like I mean, you know, now like mm-hmm. now it'd be like I guess it's inclusive, it's like interesting.
0: Now, now in twenty twenty two I kinda of like the idea of the two of them being, you know, same sex slam pieces. <laughs> hey.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh it's, not the first time that there's been a a, a lover duo of, um, that go on a murdering spree. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs>
0: For some people, that's foreplay. Well, I am not <laughs> one of those
1: people. <laughs> um, uh, oh, so was it, So yeah, I've, I've put off watching Five because just from watching the trailer, like I could tell that Dewey dies. Like j- just from watching, like. The, the way it was edited i was like oh cool of course like the the comedic relief is going <laughs> to get killed um and well, because of it, like i was like ah, i don't know if i want to watch do we
0: <laughs> okay since you know this already you are correct um there is still a lot of comedy in it uh, and that's one of the reasons why I did not watch a trailer in advance. Uh, I have long held the opinion: if I know I'm going to see a movie, I don't need to see a trailer. I need yeah. to know uh, the release date. So movies like Halloween Kills or uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, uh, most recently, nope. It's like i I know I'm going to see this. If it's playing in the theater, I will look directly into my popcorn, or in some cases. Uh, leave the theater during that preview because I want to go in as cold as possible for shit that I know I'm going to see. Now, something like Bullet Train that I didn't know existed, okay, that I needed to see a preview for. (laughs) And that made me think, all right, I will see that at some point. And yeah, sometimes uh, previews give away too much because they're edited not by the director, they're edited by the uh, marketing department trying to get asses and seats But again, a movie like, say, Thor or Doctor Strange, Scream or Halloween Kills, you're going to get asses in seats anyway. Yeah, totally. You don't have to do things. I remember years ago, uh, and this is strange for a a born and raised New Yorker to be walking through Times Square. I don't remember why I was doing it. But there's a big ass billboard for the Dark Knight Rasses. And I'm thinking to myself, how much does that cost to advertise there? and it's for a movie everybody's gonna see anyway so you don't <laughs> yeah. need to spend that <laughs> right. n- you could keep your budget down in that kind of way <laughs> especially in like these big franchises that uh a lot of the time your fans are advertising it for you just by talking yeah, about right. it online mm-hmm. but you know what the hell do i know rick uh, that's not <laughs> that that's not my profession uh but regardless, so before we move on to one, one of mine, um, any last thoughts on on, on screen?
1: Um, any last thoughts? Uh, and, and when I,
0: do you plan to watch the last one?
1: Probably soon. You know, the I, I, I did want to watch it for today, but I just didn't have time to, right. to do it. But um,
0: me being the completest, if I'm going to watch one, I got to watch them all. I got to start yeah. at the beginning. I have.
1: Sure. To, I mean, it's like I the first time I watched it, like I literally watched all four in one day. The first yeah. time I watched them is I was just like, OK, well, this is it's available to stream. I want to see what happens next.
0: Exactly. And you and you got to look back at the third one going with somebody at the mansion trying to warn us about Harvey Weinstein. I feel that they were <laughs> yeah. and taking his money in the process. Yeah. But that's hindsight being twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> I I think. I think three also gets a, a, a more of a bum rap than it deserves. I think like I, there's some good camp to three that I think like that, that two, like two, two tries to do, I think a little too much of the same of the first one and just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't work. I, I don't know. I, like, I guess like the, 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 the most interesting thing about two is uh, is Jamie Kennedy getting killed, like it, mm-hmm. not seeing that coming, like at all. Um, and then I mean, like three, of the contrivance of like having his sister deliver the VHS tape for him to explain that. Like in the third
0: one, everything's off.
1: There's no rules. Um well, that, uh, that was v- very lame, but uh, it was fun.
0: That was part of my reluctance it was, to see four. I'm like, I was told this is a trilogy and we were done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, again, another title for this podcast could be Rick is wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I, th-
1: th- I think that's also part of probably why I like the fourth one like uh, the most is that like it is very much a departure. Like, you know, I mean, everyone else like I mean, you know, the. The the main three characters are kind of like regulated to the sidelines, and it's you know the story is re- really about these kids. They're just kind of you know supporting characters in in it. And I think like um, it's uh, yeah, it's more just because it, like I, I'm really curious about five because like just like Cordy Cox and David Arquette, like even in four, I'm like oh, you guys are kind of you guys are kind of old. <laughs> Like I'm just kind of worried about you guys like getting hurt because you're older.
0: (laughs) I don't think but David Arquette maybe. I mean he has trained to be a pro wrestler uh since having a heart attack. Um and not bad. There's a great documentary about it out there. Um it was on Hulu last time I checked, called You Can't Kill David Arquette. Um Courtney Cox, she's she's been around showbiz a long time. Ain't nobody letting getting, letting Courtney Cox get hurt.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> I think that would be a more shocking a uh, uh, murder than um, David Arquette. It's, I watched that trailer on Twitter with no sound on it. it was just I was just scrolling through Twitter mm-hmm. and the ad popped up and I was like, like, oh, cool. I know nothing about this other than that that everybody came back. Like, let me and then just watching this little thumbnailed trailer with no sound. I was like, oh, Dewey dies.
0: <laughs> now, all those opinions before we move on, I've seen articles that the new screen will be set in Manhattan. Uh, oh. And uh, I will just say if you need props for set dressing work, uh, I am available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would love to work on screen in some capacity. Uh thank you moving on um one of my underrated uh sequels uh and and this is a little bit controversial uh and much like you i have not seen the most recent one might watch it today uh and we talked about it on our unpopular opinion uh episode because i don't like to use the word term guilty pleasures i figure you feel what you feel and that's all there is to it yeah
1: no Um, no need to feel guilt about things you enjoy unless you know they're Sadistic or something? If
0: they're they're criminal,
1: (laughs) yes. If they're criminal, sadistic is not necessarily criminal. I'm not. I'm not trying to yuck any (laughs) yums. Right. Uh,
0: Predator Two is better than the original. Um, Predator. What was that? Predator Two is better than the original. Really?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because
0: Predator is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Predator Two is a Predator movie. (laughs) We all sure. again, okay. again being a long in the tooth motherfucker, I saw them both when they came out, and everybody went to see Predator because of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and for me as a wrestling fan, a little bit Jesse Ventura, but mostly, mostly Schwarzenegger. Now Predator Two, you're back for the Predator, so you're getting more about the alien. You're seeing more aspects of their collecting. Uh, and, and and skip all the way to the end
1: yeah, um, I'm finding out that it's been when, around since the Civil War <laughs> when,
0: when, when you beat a Predator you are given a trophy much like they take their own trophies but in that you also got an ensemble cast of great fucking actors not Morton Downey Jr. but everybody else Danny Glover <laughs> is great Ruben Blaze is great Maria Conchita Alonso is fantastic the late great Bill Paxton is up in this motherfucker you find out about the predator's code when he realizes maria conchita alonso's character is pregnant it's like i'm giving her a pass because that mm. doesn't go with my code and then from there you launch all the comic books from dark horse of uh, the video games the alien vs. predator stuff that predated mm. the movie by decades that just gave the launching pad and probably could have been done and could have been successful without the Schwarzenegger one if this was the first one um and also just for me I guess yeah you think camp. so it, yeah. it could have been it could have been I think the reason why the second one wasn't successful is because people were hoping for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie um and they didn't get that mm, uh, that's interesting whereas um, I, me I'm I'm just looking at big uh, King Willie and the fear Jamaican voodoo posse, and thinking <laughs> this is as entertaining as it gets.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, I, oh, man. I, I, that's so hard to to separate that and view it on its own merits. Like, uh, have,
0: have you seen the second
1: one? Uh, only bits and pieces. I haven't seen the whole thing.
0: Please do if you get the chance.
1: Yeah, I got. I'm I'm gonna have to watch it and keep that in mind. Yeah, that's. Uh, Yeah, that's so interesting, because that I I, I guess without realizing it, that is kind of the way that a lot of people do talk about it, the the disappointment in it, is that it's not
0: an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And there's a lot of uh, guys of my generation that's like, Rick, you're high, you're dumb, you can't possibly think these things. And because a lot of people of my generation, they either watch the original so often that they have a they have it in a place of reverence that they 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 went in with the mindset of I want Schwarzenegger I'm not getting Schwarzenegger this sucks the way I did when you know I watched Halloween three for the first time I wanted Michael Myers I didn't get Michael Myers this sucks but I can look at it now and go oh as its own thing this is still great
1: I do not like Halloween three that's okay. I think it's really fucking boring.
0: <laughs> That's also okay.
1: <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, I, I I was so excited to watch it. Like, I watched it for the first time this past Halloween, like, and, you know, because I just like heard about for years, you know, like that, like, that it, it is so great on its own merits and you know uh, I'm, I'm like imagining what what could have been if it like this it did actually get to be uh you know annual anthology series and stuff and and then yeah it was just like just a lot of nothing happening and uh he's just such a uh,
0: what the fuck what's his name the actor you got tom atkins tom atkins uh, just falling into women
1: uh <laughs> yeah. his his character is such a Piece of shit! <laughs> it's just like, like all, every scene with the uh, with the um, the lead actors. Just like, I just felt so deeply uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> it was like this is
1: this is creepy. This is skeevy. I don't like the
0: way this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. How did you feel about the silver shamrock? That? Um. The, the
1: the
0: the music in the film. Did that at least you know get you? That little poppy thump, 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 rhythm it was it 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 was like um how to
1: describe it, it it was like equivalent to like um, someone just like uh like poking you over and over and over again <laughs> and like you asking them to stop and they won't stop and they just keep doing it that's what the mute that music felt like to me. Every like every time it came out, I was like, no, I don't I don't like this. I need it to stop. I need it to- <laughs> so so
0: you like nothing about Halloween. Like
1: I I I love the like concept of it. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's such a great idea that doesn't deliver at all. <laughs> um all right. but at least th- that's comp- something that I would like to see remade for sure. I think like a modern version of that could be pretty awesome
0: with or without Tom Atkins
1: if he's written less creepy sure
0: cool um see I I got no problem with this opinion because at least you're coming from it in a more open-minded way than I did the first time of like I want Michael Myers and they're not giving me the thing I want but also for me to have that childish reaction as a child that makes perfect sense as opposed to a lot of the toxic fandom that exists out there it's like they're not giving me the thing i want so i'm gonna be awful to the female stars online they <laughs> didn't write it come on why is my generation of fandom the worst <laughs> why <laughs> we are middle-aged men we should be better <laughs>
1: uh, all
0: right i'm gonna yeah. get off my soapbox and uh, <laughs> and, and, and indulge my curiosity no, i um, agree with you but yeah check out predator 2 um so, so, what's your most controversial?
1: Uh, well, it's funny that because you say Predator Two, um, the other one that I, I I wanted to talk about was Aliens. I like Aliens way better than Alien.
0: I don't know if that's very controversial. Again, coming at it from uh, being old, I think a lot of people, definitely my age, uh, feel that way because it, it's bigger. Uh, just pluralized you got james cameron making that a big fucking action movie
1: have Um, you heard the the story about the the pitch meeting for yes
0: i have but i'm (laughs) gonna let you tell it uh because uh it's funny uh you're a podcaster um so yeah you go for it uh people might be tired of hearing me talk a little bit you tell the story because it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful tale
1: well it's like I mean my my knowledge of the pitch is, is is that it was a very brief uh meeting in which James Cameron just uh uh takes a mark and writes on the whiteboard alien puts an s at the end and then turns that s into a dollar sign and that was the pitch
0: for, for the movie <laughs> That's the story I've heard. (laughs) He ended up being correct. So you can't really complain too much.
1: Um, I like, I I think, I think part of the reason that I enjoy aliens more is that by the time I saw alien, Mm -hmm. that entire movie exists in like, uh, like the, the cultural subconscious, you know, like I, I, I've absorbed through osmosis, like, that entire movie before I ever saw it. So it was just, like, nothing was actually, like, scary or shocking to me or anything. And then, like, going into Aliens, like, all I knew was that it was, like, that it was more of, like, an action movie. And then, like, it, I, it was, like, still a pretty, uh, you know, pretty tense action movie. Like, I, you know, I, it was just, it, like... I guess I mean, you know, they 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 are they're very different movies. Like yes. A- Alien is it's art. And Aliens is an amusement park. It's yeah. you know, like uh it, <laughs> it's it's the the kind of movie that they make amusement park rides out.
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is this is very true um you're 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 not wrong they are very different uh i wouldn't put it as succinctly as you did uh because i'm simple um i would say that you know alien is a horror movie in space aliens that's the big shoot up action movie uh of the time the kind of uh pro military uh Thing of the '80s that you know you got uh, more of the Schwarzenegger, Stallone type. uh, Even throw some Top Gun in there. Like, look at the might of our military. Even as they're getting slaughtered, um, it it still looks cool.
1: That's one of the great things about Alien and Aliens as as well, though, is like that it's like like uh, on a surface level, like you know, people will just take the action scenes as that like jingoist propaganda kind of thing, but like. It's, it's in, you know, uh, like uh, military industrial complex. Like it's, it's talk about like, you know, uh, the, the, the capitalism being the root of all evil leads to, you know, um, uh, needless death and destruction.
0: (laughs) Very true. But, and, and that's why I prefer Alien Uh, because, and especially Uh, Watching Alien earlier in the pandemic, much earlier in the pandemic, and among other films, and seeing how you can apply quarantine, lockdown, uh, pandemic things in these films that predate it by a lot. You've got a corporation willing to put their employees at risk for their own financial gain. Um, and and I I always say that you know Alien basically is is the plight of the space janitor. Yafet Kodo yeah. and Harring Dean Stanton are the only ones saying I'm not gonna do this.
1: Shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, everyone's like yeah. Ripley's the smart one trying to maintain uh, quarantine protocols, um, uh, and you got the corporate fucking robot betraying everyone. But you got the two ones that are the lowest on the totem pole like no fucking pay me if you're gonna make me do this. Mm-hmm. Why do you want me to do extra work that's dangerous for no fucking money And I've always and I always kind of feel that way uh, previously in non-unionized work <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know you'd kind of get penalized for you know yeah. being good at your job. Uh, mm. This happens in many, many businesses, in many, many offices. I'm sure everybody relates to it where it's like, okay, you're doing this job. You're starting at this at this pay rate. They look at it and you're good at it. So they give you more. And you're looking around at people fucking up and going, then why the fuck are they still here if yeah. I'm doing their shit? Mm. Um, and that's why I, I, I read this off, mean but it's very true. Minimum wage means minimum effort. Uh, to all yeah, our, totally. uh, our our listeners out there, um, if they want you to do more, you talking better get compensated. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know if that's controversial. Maybe just because I agree with it, or I've never heard people say uh, so much that one is is better than the other. Um, I think we can all uh, agree that uh, they probably should have stopped the three. I didn't like Alien Resurrection. Just because of clones, Uh, as a comic book fan, I had a bad experience with uh, Spider-Man and his clone and soured (laughs) me to the whole idea. (laughs) All right, now I got a couple places I can go on my next one. All right, Mm. um, let's go with something that I feel isn't talked about uh, enough, even though I've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, One of my favorite slasher franchises is uh, directed by Adam Green, Um, the hatchet series. And the second one I feel is better than the original. And I'm going to put that, all of that on the shoulders of uh, one specific actress, because in the first one, the character of Mary Beth Dunstan is played by. uh, I vamp as I look it up an actress (laughs) named Amara Zaragoza. Uh, And, you know, Maybe not a lot of people have heard about her. But in the second one, she's recapped and portrayed by Scream's queen, uh, dare I say, American treasure. I'll even go you one further and call her perhaps an immortal because she looks like she (laughs) hasn't aged since a child. She's played by Danielle Harris, um, who I've been a fan of four years because we're practically the same age. So as long as she has had a career, I've pretty much been watching her. (laughs) So even though you've got uh, Tony Todd in this movie uh, playing the Reverend Zombie and you've got other wonderful people, Ken Hoder playing Victor Crowley and Thomas Crowley, that character's father, you've got Tom Holland in there as Bob and so many horror luminaries because that's how Adam Green does. He wears his love of horror directly on his sleeve. But the fact that you got Danielle Harris being badass throughout uh, is, is what puts it over the top and makes it wonderful, in my opinion. Have you seen any of the Hatchet films? I have not. Okay. Um, are you alright with excessive amounts of gore?
1: Depends.
0: Like, unrealistic amounts. Like, in the Kill Bill, garden hose variety, geysers of blood.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Which I which I think makes it okay because it's like this is so unrealistic and over the top. I shouldn't be disgusted. It's almost cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, another thing that with uh, the second one is that it was released unrated in the theaters for one week. <laughs> they, oh wow! They, they couldn't get an R rating, and Adam Green said, "Fuck it, we'll release it unrated." And then um, some change, some Bureaucracy is like no, we have to pull this. But I, I went opening weekend, and I was lucky enough to see it on the big screen. <laughs> nice. Fuck you guys! <laughs> I will not be inconvenienced oh, yeah. by corporate nonsense.
1: And that's, I mean, good for him for putting it out anyway. I, that's, uh, that's surprising Like I, it, it, was a, it was a wide release.
0: Um, yeah. Cause the first one I saw, the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, fourth premiere and that was great to see it in the theater with a whole bunch of horror fans late at night in the middle of the fucking city at a film festival first time director doing his thing and then when I have heard there was a sequel of course I'm going to go fucking see it and then there was a third one where they were going to end it and then after talking to George Romero and Wes Craven they're like you ought to do another one so they did a fourth <laughs> one and I'm waiting on the fifth one and again loving slashers uh particularly of that 80s style. It's like just keep going until you get to space. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's you gotta go to space or you gotta go to Manhattan or you gotta go to both. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know? It's like uh I've uh in um in an improv class once I had um Megan Gray it was like she, she was talking about heightening and she was like she was like the logical conclusion in heightening is always like you're either gonna end up in space or in heaven. There's no place else you can
0: Go after them. <laughs> for for any listeners out there who are not in the uh, New York improv uh, community, Megan Gray is a wonderful teacher, uh, wonderful person, uh, and, and and great fucking performer on top of that. So shout out to Megan. Yeah. And, and 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 the best thing about her heightening is that she's small, so it makes it even better <laughs> when she goes. <laughs> Oh, uh, which is fucking awesome. Excuse me. Yeah, I might tag her on this one we posted. Why the fuck not?
1: <laughs> Shouts out to Megan. Uh, uh,
0: so, you only had two? Any other ones that you come to I, well, mind?
1: So, I, I, I didn't get to watch again another movie I didn't get to watch in time for this that I, I, like, I've been wanting to see for a long time and I wanted to talk about was The Exorcist 3
0: you've never seen it no all right it's good it's it's good it's weird uh is it better than the first one i would say no however you got george c scott and brad dorf acting their asses off yeah and there's two really weird things uh the first one is that uh, it being called The Exorcist, the studio had them kind of shoehorn an exorcism into the story. <laughs> it doesn't really fit. Uh, uh, this isn't weird. It does have one of the best jump scares in all of cinema history. Um, but the other really weird thing, and when you do watch it, uh, be on the lookout for it, uh, because in a lot of religious horror films, uh, there'll be you know little, little close-ups, brief of statues or, 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 or stained glass windows or paintings, frescoes, things of that nature. And there's a statue in this church, and you know from the neck down, your typical biblical type vestments, flowing robes, some a little colorful, but I swear to fuck, the face looks like the Joker. <laughs> like of that 80s style killing joke. I'm not talking Steve sure. Romero here. I'm mm. talking right <laughs> And I'm like, who fucking approved of this? I'm a set dresser Like some decorator said yes, that's the statue. And
1: we must have this. <laughs>
0: There's no explanation for it. No one mentions it. It's just that's so funny there. So I want you to message is me it... when you watch this movie and when you see it. Is, and... it's,
1: it's never like a focal point of a shot. It's just in the background.
0: No, it is the focal point oh, of okay. the shot. And then you cut a, like if you cut this shot, none of the movie is affected. <laughs> but it's in there. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like, like you know, when 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 there are insert or overhead shots of like this character is making eggs for breakfast, you can cut that shot and you'll <laughs> be fine. Just show them eating the fucking eggs. That's this shot. It's like, why is that there? Why is the Joker here? I don't fucking
1: know. Um, why so serious?
0: Even predating that by a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> But yeah, check out Exorcist uh, 3. It's a, it, it's a good time. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up to my last. Uh, a superior sequel. Uh, I don't know if this is controversial. It's just the way I feel. Again, because this was supposed to be the end. This was supposed to put a wrap on the franchise. Uh, they got one of the creators to come back solely to put an amen on this, put this in the rear view and ride into the sunset. But profits change everything. But Friday the 13th, part four, the final Friday, uh, yeah. is, is my favorite of the bunch. Uh, you've got those great Tom Savini effects, uh, it, bringing it to a close, a great ending with Corey Feldman just going off and hacking Jason up with a machete. Uh, And again, watching this as a young, pubescent uh, boy, uh, to see so many attractive, uh, naked people who are also wet, Uh, there's a couple of (laughs) twins, uh, my love of Judy Aronson, who was also in Weird Science, and American Ninja. It's like, oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And Crispin Glover being a fucking weirdo in this movie. Uh, oh,
1: man, he's in that one?
0: You've not seen it? No, I
1: haven't Crispin seen Glover it. Crispin Glover
0: is being Crispin Glover before he got the green light to go full Crispin Glover. Yeah. Like, he's hiding his Crispin Glover a little bit until the dance scene. And then he just <laughs> oh, goes... Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be slow dancing, you know, and, 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 and you know, sexual, horned-up teens uh trying to pitch the woo um and i don't know what music it was playing on set but he just something happens to his body that it's like i don't know what this is but this is where he's going um <laughs> oh and and i know the editing of the kills is to get that R rating cuts so much out of it like i've seen way more in still photos and in a way it does it uh, it, it lets your mind fill in the blanks um but yeah those, those tom savini effects there's there's really nothing better is is is,
1: is four the one where the, the kid in the sleeping bag gets slammed against the tree
0: that is uh seven. So Oh, wow really? that, that is that is the greatest uh kill in the Friday the 13th franchise um if you've not seen them i, I recommend watching the original uh paramount eight the first eight volumes (laughs) Uh, and then you can then you can skip uh jason goes to hell and jason x when they go to space you can skip (laughs) those and then if you want to watch like the 2009 reboot that's how i go with it um there are people that feel that it's that that, that's mostly just the same after the first one it's it's just a (laughs) lot of uh don't get attached to these uh, naked uh, booby teenagers. They're not going <laughs> to be around for very long. Um, and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But there are things that I love about all. There are things that are stupid in all of the of the volumes. This cannot be denied. And I'll say that freely as someone who loves them. There's dumb shit in all of them, but there's entertaining shit in all of them too.
1: What? Friday the 13th is such an interesting thing in that, like, you know, the, like, Jason's not, like, in the, the first one until the very end, like, mm-hmm. s- does, does that make for a, like, a better uh slasher movie or a worse one for you? Like, w- out of the original quadrilogy, <laughs> would you say that the first one is the weakest one? Because, he's, because of his absence, or?
0: No. Uh, but I also try not to think about it too much. Because if you think about it too much, nothing holds up. Nothing <laughs> at all. And <In> the <laughs> fact that Jason died, and that's why Mama Voorhees is getting revenge. But then you get to the second one, and she was wrong. He's not dead. He's been living <laughs> at the woods. Uh, like a hobo with a sack on his head no doesn't work if you go from 3 which is Friday the 13th to 4 which continues immediately after part 3 mm. now it's Saturday the movie is a miss <laughs> you can't think about that too
1: much
0: oh my god
1: that's you- so funny <laughs>
0: If you fast forward to part eight, where Jason takes Manhattan, how does a ship taking a cruise full of high school graduation students get out of a lake into the Atlantic to then go up the the Hudson River, uh, past the Statue of Liberty to Manhattan? You, you cannot <laughs> think too deeply because it does not hold logic does not apply
1: yeah it's uh, evidenced by um, my ranting and raving about uh the texas chainsaw yeah. <laughs> movie the last time i was
0: <laughs> all i did again as as, as, a, as a as a pubescent boy in my teen years is like i get to see blood and titty that's enough for me back in the late 80s and early 90s.
1: I'm a simple boy with simple pleasure. That's
0: all I needed
1: blood and titty. Blood and
0: <laughs> titty. Is- Was it? Was it? Like, yeah, watching the fourth one, I'm like, yes, this is my favorite. It is Saturday going into this. This is a long weekend <laughs> for Jason Voorhees. And I'm fine with that. thank you judy aronson uh, who you know i don't know if you've seen her lately she's still fine as a motherfucker too so (laughs) good on you darling Uh,
1: (laughs) congratulations to her
0: (laughs) so those have been
1: we'd like to send our formal congratulations
0: the judy Ironson for still being fine as a motherfucker <laughs> so those being our superior sequels. Your
1: diplomas in the mail
0: <laughs> um and thank you again Ro, for being a part of the show uh yeah, where course. can the people find you if they want to find you
1: um can find me at roe underscore rovito on everything um and my D&D podcast, Bad Guys and B-Sides. You can listen to that on all the podcast things. Um, and that's it.
0: <laughs> cool. cool. You can check out uh, Spooky Doings Improv uh, on Facebook. We are going to be doing a show. It's not officially announced yet at the Magnet Theater, but I'm going to announce it anyway uh it'll be sunday october 30th at nine o'clock so uh wow
1: great day for it oh my yeah. god
0: we, we haven't found a full venue it'll be our first show since the previous halloween so i guess this kind of makes us the improv version of the misfits as they used to only play on <laughs> halloween <Yeah. laughs> and you know what i'm kind of fine with that um if that's what we become uh, you can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter at @RickRosman718. And yeah, when you watch some of these other films and want to talk to us about it, uh, if you're showing plans, doors always open. I thank you for being our guest host today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh. I would love to come back anytime.
0: <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, and to all our listeners, in the meantime and in the meantime, stay good, stay healthy, stay stupid. Bye.